0: You're listening to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Welcome to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral, with me, Lindsay Hipcrave, and you, Joe Cole. Good to see you, Joe.
1: Good to see you, Linz.
0: And you've got something in common with today's guest, apart from playing for England, along with Ed... And David Miliband, Steve McFadden, aka Phil Mitchell, and Dan Woodgate, the Madness drummer.
1: Yeah, it's an eclectic bunch. We all went to the same school. So, I mean, most footballers, if you get to play for your country, you get to boast you're probably the best player to play for your school. Now, I'm not even the best player, reward number 11 for England, and played on the left midfield because we got the absolute governor here JB, top rapper, top player one of the greats, one of my
2: favourite players. Please, no. No, honestly. More, more.
0: <laughs> that, it sounds like some sort of fame academy this school, Joe. Well, no, because
2: football has changed, hasn't it? Because, of course, I played on, on, on the on the left because I was left-footed. Uh, but Joe liked to come cut in and score, didn't go around the line and put too many crosses in. Uh, he played at a much better time than I did, though. You know, once the 100 grand a week came into football. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: And the rest is history, of course. John becoming an absolute icon yeah. of football. An international regular uh, over a decade for England, representing England at two World Cups and the European Championships. The scorer of one of the most iconic England goals ever scored. Um, and in 2016, voted England's greatest ever left-footed player, John. They be... never had many. They <laughs> never had
2: many. <laughs> well, actually,
0: you beat the likes of I don't really like talking Waddle about Greaves, my interne- international
2: career, to be honest with you. Because... Um, I'm not sure whether I was legally allowed to play for England, to be honest with you, because really? my, I had a, as I said, I came when I was 13, I had a Jamaican passport, Yeah. you know, so we didn't emigrate. So I was a British citizen. And um, obviously when I became 17, my mum and dad went back and I started playing for Watford. Then when I was 18, England said, do you want to play for England?
3: Hmm.
2: And um, I still had a Jamaican passport. So when I started playing for England, I played for the at 19. For the first year I was playing for England, I never had an English passport, I had a Jamaican passport. And then when we used to go to Russia, all of these countries in Eastern Europe and we've got England Blazers on and then we got there and, you know, the team. Cause we went on a normal plane. We didn't have, yeah. a, you know, we just went on a normal plane. We didn't even go club. So just a normal plane with people. I had to get in the queue where the other people were the British passports, and the England team would all be on the coach waiting and I'd be behind and they were like, well, you play for England, you got your thing on and you got Jamaican passport. So I'll be there for hours waiting and the players are like, you've been stuck again behind them. And then all of a sudden, a passport arrived on my doorstep and I don't remember filling any forms in, I'm so I still think I'm a bit of an illegal alien. To be honest with you, so after, it just after appeared, Brexit, it? I'm a bit worried. To be honest with you, you know, when it's the Windrush generation sending people back, I'll maybe one of them. But,
0: John, let's talk. You Rose. <laughs> yeah, let's get
2: off that subject. We're, that
0: head, we're heading into the, the final round of games in the groups. What have you been making of the tournament so I love, far?
2: I love it. It's incredible. At first, when you're talking about three teams going through, I wasn't a big fan because in a group of four having three teams go mm. through. But what it's done, it's made everyone realize you win a game, you get three points, you can go through. As even Denmark now, they've lost two games, they can go through. Yeah. So it's made everybody attack. So yeah. all of the games have been so attack minded. Even the yeah. so called underdogs are still attacking. So it's been yeah. fantastic. Do you um, nice.
0: like the fact that we can, you know, four <clears> of <throat> the third place teams are going through? Or do you think it's just uh, I, makes I, it a bit too easy? I like the fact that there's more teams attacking. Yeah. I like that. I like the fact
1: that we're going to the last day and nearly everybody's going to have a chance of going through. I like that. But maybe it's my OCD. I I, I don't like not knowing who England are going to get in the next round. Like You know, usually it's going to be that one or that one. As a player, you could be, and especially with it being in different countries, you could be playing at home at Wembley, you could be in Rome, you could be in Baku. You don't know where you're going in four or five days' time. So I think as a coach, it might be more difficult to... To prepare, but as a fan, it's great because everyone's thrown Like I said, Denmark, mm. what a story that would be! Mm. If they yeah. go and get a win and go and go through with everything that's happened to them as a group.
2: Yeah,
0: where have you been watching the games?
2: Um, mainly, mainly at home. I've been a little bit of um in Shepherd's Bush funny enough. I'm doing a bit of work for Mola, uh, which is Indonesian TV. Yeah. So, uh, I've been doing three or four games there, but more often than not, just at home watching them. But they've been really good. You know, I mean, since since obviously lockdown in the last year, it's been, you know, everybody's being at home, but I mean, we've got used to that, haven't we? Doing Zooms and doing stuff. Yeah. So I've actually done a couple of games from home with Zooms, with fans and with different groups. And in fact, I had a nice one, actually. Um, the other day we were at, uh, what game was it? In fact, was it the England-Scotland game? Yeah, it was actually. I had to go to, and this is the way modern football is now, Joe. It's unbelievable. Before you had to go to the stadium where there are corporate dudes that you okay. go to. Adrian just phoned up and he goes, go to this um, person's house. It was in our Burton, on, Burton, Burton on Trent, yeah, and I'm driving around looking for, and it's just it's this little house, and he got his mates so that is about thirty of them, but they all club together. I mean, that's how cheap I am, obviously. These days <laughs> it didn't cost them too much for John Pass to come to their house, had a few drinks, and watch the game, and then drove home after.
1: <laughs> but you know, there's all sorts of things popping. I'm I, just before I got, I had a funny one. I offered I've, um, a Sunday league. Would someone ask me would I like to come and play for their Sunday league? Apparently, a, there's a company now where you can. Go and get ex players. So say you, your mates, chip in and go. Oh, we want sounds John Barnes, like Chris Waddle, Joe Cole. Come and play for you on a Sunday now. I don't need paying to play football. I need, I'll play for anyone on a Sunday. But no, You'll just rock just... up. No,
0: no, it's I,
2: like... I need paying. I need paying. Sorry.
0: <laughs> it's like you can get people to do like <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy birthday yeah, yeah. on on your phone and, and pay yeah, them. So yeah. this is yeah. like the football the version football yeah. of
3: that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: sounds good. Just Cash in.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: You've got to be careful with these zooms, though, haven't you? You John? have I mean, to. We I'll tell you because
2: if taxman finds out, sorry, did I? Get <laughs>
0: <you>? <laughs> we did one with Joe the other day. I had to tell him to move the washing from mm. behind the shop.
2: Well, that's yeah. that's there's that's worse than that. If you can see on some of the zooms, I can tell you. Um, we won't mention that here. <laughs> they've all been on the internet with People doing all kinds on zooms because they forget Shh. that. Do you the know camera's what my done to me. <laughs> like that, that, so I was doing
1: something for BT in the first lockdown like, and I didn't have a Scooby what was going I remember on this. I remembered it I'm doing it live broadcast and my kids just come on just turn the lights out <laughs> laughing their heads off so I'm there talking it's pitch breaking black. Attacks, pitch black <laughs> And pitch black and I'm just sh- I, and I couldn't really shout at them as much as I wanted to shout at them because I didn't want the people at home to know that you know I'm a bit of a <laughs> strict father strict father yes yeah. yeah, so I was I like know. please turn the, the lights back on children <laughs>
0: you would have done
1: more than shout at them though, Actually, if I'd done that to my dad Mate, that
2: would have, oof, it would have been game over,
0: I tell you. So which teams have surprised you so far, John?
2: I don't think anybody's really surprised me, to be honest with you, because the Euros in many respects is much harder than the World Cup. Because when you're talking about first of all, to qualify for the Euros, you've got to be a good team. So they're no easy games. You know, because even if you want to look at the Ukraines and whoever you want to talk about, that whichever team you want to talk about and think that they're the whipping boys, that they aren't. Mm. The team that's really surprised me um, from a negative point of view has have been Turkey. Yeah. You know, Turkey, because Turkey are a good team and they've got good players. So for them, to, you know, have gone through and, and lost the games that yeah. they've lost. And, Already you know, out. The, yeah, they're, they're, that's, I've been surprised at that. The first game, John, against Italy, I backed I I, I,
1: Turkey's dark horses. I thought they'd do well. Mm. But fitness-wise, something was that Italy just run over them in the first game.
2: I mean, Italy are such a good side that, of yeah. course, I was surprised at that because Italy don't normally score goals anyway, but this Italian team are. Yeah. But then the game against, the second game against um, Wales,
1: yeah.
2: that was where I really expected Turkey, especially the back, who yeah. was really hot, yeah. for them to put on, on a good strong Wales we easily the better team. I'm glad. Yeah. But, you know, Turkey, yeah. Turkey from a negative point of view, have surprised me.
0: Who are you backing to win the whole thing?
2: France. France. Did you France. Watch the Germans go- the other day? Though? Yeah, the Germans are good. But, you know, France have got such a good balance in terms mm-hmm. of, you look at the back four and they're quick, they're strong, the mm. three midfield players. And the way that um, Pogba plays for France is different to the way he plays for Man United. It's He's insane, much more disciplined. He? he works hard for the team. He doesn't show off. He doesn't do flicks. He doesn't mess around. Mm. And then you look up front and the biggest compliment I can play them is that because they, 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 they aren't playing as attractive football as Belgium going forward and flair mm. or whatever but you look at how hard Griezmann works t- yeah, trace his yeah, back yeah. Mbappé And Benzema, they all work hard for the team. It seems when they play for France, they remind me of Brazil of the old days, where the most important thing for a Brazilian footballer was playing for Brazil. Never Mm. mind, they play and make loads of money in Europe. They would go back to play for Brazil against Mm. Mongolia and this French team. You look at the players when they play for France, they play properly, Mm. they play with discipline, they play with humility. When they play for their clubs, they're superstars and start flicking and messing around. But
0: apart from Kante, (laughs) not
2: not exactly because that's the kind of player he is. But Pogba is just so disciplined when he Mm -hmm. plays for them. And you saw the game against Belgium in the World Cup. And Belgium complained because we had 65% possession. We were playing all the football. But mm. France were just so strong that yeah. they're physically strong. And even the game the other day, if you want to fight them, you can't. They're so physically mm. strong and they've got good players. So France... France do you think
0: France, the go- hungry result was just a blip for them? Yeah,
1: I do. And I, I, I agree with you on I think like they're, they're the team. We think, I think, from a coach's management perspective, you think, how, how can we beat them? Where's the weakness? Yeah. You know, say you play against Belgium, you might think... Oof, could get out all the world of here a little yeah. bit, you know, And something. the Tongan, they're yeah, not quick the at the back, you know, yeah. so, so you can maybe suck them in and you can... But against France, you're like that. They're big, yeah. they're strong, technically unbelievable. They've got superstars, mm. they work in... Our... So it is tough. Do you reckon, I was going to ask you, if you're Ole at home watching Pogba, Harry performs for France, would that frustrate you a bit as a manager, John?
2: It would, but it happens a lot here in this country, whereby I think in England we overemphasise the importance of the individual. Mm. and we then praise the individual when they do special things. So yeah. therefore, even if you look at the international team in terms of mm. our solution to any problem is to get yeah. more number 10s on. So get Grealish on and then put Foden yeah. and then put Sterling and they're the ones before. Yeah. Whereas we don't have the right balance in terms of the back and the midfield in terms yeah. of having good, strong defensive midfield players. And so I just feel that at Man United, particularly now with Ole, because in- that's why for me, you'd expect that for Man City because that is Pep Guardiola's yeah. philosophy. Yeah. That's the way we play. Yeah. Now for Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp is going to have that. Yeah. Now, Pogba is. A, I think Pogba is a better player than you know individually than Jordan Henderson or or any you know, other. But. What he wants from his team in midfield is hardworking players. So I understand yeah. what you're saying in terms of yeah. frustration, but I think Man United have created these things where Man United, so we want Fernandez and yeah. we want Pogba and we want him to do special things. But if Pogba was to play for Man United the way he plays for France, they would be such a better team. But then was it yeah. not the
0: same thing where in the first game he was exceptional mm-hmm. and then not so good in the second game? And it's just that same But even if it's not good, he still
2: gives 100% tackling effort. Yeah. That game in the second game, the, the physicality of the game, Could you expected Hungary to get stuck in there at home, they're going to go out. But France, 50-50s, mm. they're chasing back. They were fighting. And yeah. of course, they took over in the second half. Because the thing about France is that you can see them not playing particularly well. So they never outplayed Germany either. But you mm. know that they're not going to concede. And, mm. and they're strong in their physical. Whereas with England, we play well and we win. And if you don't play well and teams attack us, because if mm. Scotland are going to create that many chances against us, mm. when... With all due respect, Scotland aren't a Belgium or a France. Yeah. Or, so, when we play against better teams, we will have a we will have a problem. A
0: huge blow for Scotland as well. We, we should say they they obviously need to beat Croatia to get through. Mm. But Billy Gilmore, who was man of the match against England on on his first start for Scotland, has tested positive for COVID. Also, yeah. so, so he's going to miss that. That's a, a massive loss. It's a massive
1: it? blow. I mean, I like I said, Billy was in at Chelsea when I was there. When I went back and done my coaching, and um, what a lad! What a what a lad, John Lighty. Like, he he, he came he came into I remember walking well, there's a little room at Chelsea with Academy where the lads can go in and they get their clips on the computer they watch their clips or they can go in there and type in Cesc Fabregas or something and I'd go in there cut, mornings and he'd be in there mm. by himself watching his clips go and do his training professional. But with so much talent,
2: you sure he was watching those clips, Joe? I mean, I checked. He was definitely okay.
1: watching them. There's there's strict guidance in that building of what you can and can't watch. <laughs> I've tried.
0: Well, the Coral odds to win the tournament: France are seven to two, Germany eleven to two after they turned up on Saturday night, and Belgium thirteen to two. What have you made of England's performances so far, though, John?
2: I think England's performances have been probably as I expected because I've always felt for years that England on their day can beat anybody and that they rely on the individuals to do well. And they've got good enough individuals to like on, a, on their day beat anybody. But then all of a sudden, if the individuals don't perform the team pattern, the te- I don't still want to see a pattern and whether we're going to play three at the back, whether we will play five at the back, whether we're going to play with Jack Greedish as opposed to Mason Mount, Mason's more of an attacking midfield player who'll come back and help the other two, whereas Jack Grealish, and until you defend a method of how to play, you're always going to rely on individuals to perform. And as to whether they perform well or not from week to week, it changes as he saw against Germany. They perform the same way all the time. They haven't got a great individual. Serge Gnabry, who can even play for Arsenal, he's playing for them because he fits into the system. So that is why England have got a great chance, because on any given day, they can perform well. And of course, with us, it's either all or nothing, isn't it? So after beating Croatia, who aren't a great team because of the age of the players, we were fantastic. Then against Scotland, we're now in the, in the doldrums. So England will go through, and I think that we can get to the semifinals on our day. We could beat anybody, but we don't know how we're going to perform.
0: And one player who hasn't performed is Harry Kane. He's been yeah. pretty anonymous in, in those first two games. But Southgate has come out and said he is going to start against the Czech Republic, which is a, a massive of confidence. Um, yeah, I'm
1: not uh, I'm not surprised he's going to start, Linz. And now I've digested Harry's performances. And also, when you think about the season, he's had top goal scorer, top assist maker in the Premier League, really carried that Tottenham team. You know, the, 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 these teammates... Didn't do enough for him this year. But I'm not surprised Gareth has, has played him. And I think it's the right decision. And I think he's done... Doing it early, I think, is enough. Because this is the first time, which I said the other day, the first time in Harry's career, since he was trying to find his feet and he was going on loan to Millwall, later on, later where there's question marks on him. You know, for, for whatever... Rightly or wrongly, people are questioning, oh, does he start? Or do we go and put Calvert-Lewin in? Or do we put Rashford in? Or do we play Grealish as a false nine? So... I knowing that, knowing him the little I do know him as his character, I think he'll respond. I think he'll hit the back of the net on Tuesday night. We'll go through, and then the tournament starts for England and the tournament starts for Gareth. And I, I, I'm, I'm I'm pleased with us keeping the two clean sheets. But I think if we do play against any of them teams you mentioned, Belgium, France, Germany, Portugal next round, I think I think going to the back three three centre halves, I think it's I think we're going to have to do that against the big boys because I just think we're not we're not flowing in that 4-3-3 three, three, you know, we're, we're sort of caught between two yeah, like we, we are. Are, are we attacking team are we a yeah. defensive team
2: I think the problem Harry's been having is if you look at the way his, his game has evolved for Tottenham is that he has played as a number 10 as well as scoring goals yeah. so what has happened the way they played either with Sissoko and you know whoever else in midfield are hard-working midfield players Harry has been the number 10 false 9 creative yeah. player and he creates for Son. he comes mm-hmm. deep and he gets involved because the team doesn't have anyone else to do that mm. now when he plays for England where you really want him to stay up front yeah. and score goals because yeah. you've got Mount and you got Sterling and you got you know Reed and he got all of these other players mm. him coming to get involved in that play in fact He's not getting in the right positions because you've got Sterling coming in, you've got Mount, you've got Grealish or whoever else, and then Rashford.
0: Is he doing it because he's not getting the right service? Well, no,
2: he's doing it because that's how he's played for Tottenham all year. Mm. And now Mm. playing for England, he's doing the same thing. And for him to do that, that's not necessary. That's why I'm saying you have to have the right players in the team for him. So when he does it for Tottenham, he is the most creative player. So there's no point having Harry doing that for England Mm. when you're going to have a Mount, you're going to have a Grealish, you're going to have a Foden. Everybody, and they're doing it. So then what, what is Harry doing? So I think having that right balance for Harry, whereas before for England, what he was doing was just staying up front and and finish things, f- finishing things off. Mm. So I think that Gareth has to go. But I agree with Joe in terms of the further you go, we'll then have to be more solid because even when we have two holding midfield players against France and we thought the solution was to not have two holding midfield players against mm. sorry, against Scotland, Scotland created four or five chances with us yeah. having two holding midfield yeah. players. So the solution is to take one of them off and put another striker on, is to be yeah. stronger defensively. Yeah. So I, I don't think that that the way England is playing at this moment really suits Harry. And Harry has evolved as a player either. I just wanted to just stay up front because, you know, crosses coming in corners, that's what what he does.
0: Can you see similarities with... with Gary Lineker in eighty six, he oh, was anonymous no, 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 no. the first couple of games, and then oh, yeah, it was yeah. when Beardsley that's, came in, it started to click and he, he went and won the golden boot. That's didn't the similarity.
2: He, he that's the only similarity because Gary's not coming back into his own half to do anything to create or control the ball or chase defenders. So. But
0: could Grealish <laughs> be that, that Beardsley player yes, to give if him does that service? That,
2: then Harry then just has to say, I'm gonna stay up front and score mm. goals. But mm. is Harry doing that? Because it seems to be now he likes to come into different positions. Mm. Because that's what he's been doing all year for Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He runs about. He runs around a bit more than Gary. I wouldn't be as unkind, unkind to, um, to Harry to say that. I hope Gary's not. Do you watching. feel like it's just a
0: matter <laughs> of time for him, though? Yeah,
2: listen. You know,
1: form, temporary, classes permanently permanent. The old saying, like, listen, Harry Kane hasn't not become a bad player in the last two weeks. He's had a. F- couple of indifferent games in a in a team that wasn't quite clicking there wasn't the rhythm wasn't there so no question marks harry kane plays and he plays but he needs the bright players around him i think raheem's very important to him raheem playing off the left i think is more effective and if he if you say i think raheem's caught up as similar to like what he's asked to do for man city when he plays i think for england i think they need to really need to work on Together, like Raheem's almost got to be the nine, like a nine off the left. Keep making them runs in behind to allow Harry to find the little pocket and get, and get turned in his shot. And what's the only thing that's concerning me with Harry? And there was one point in the game where he's come inside on his left foot, John, don't even remember it. And for Spurs, he hits it. Yeah. And there was a split second doubt. And that's confidence, that's in his head, you know, like the, the weight of the thing. So he needs a tapping.
0: Tuesday night maybe he's just distracted trying to keep up what, with the Spurs manager chase
2: yeah. well you know what he needs he needs. Yeah. He, he still needs people to create for him now the problem I think with, with Raheem this season is that because kind of folding has kind of take over for him mm. when he played for, for England now he feels that he then has to to show his worth and his value mm. he yeah, has to just beat players because I remember yeah. once against and it went out on, on one of these things on the phone whereby he should have played the ball out for the right for the cross to come in and he kept trying to beat the player beat the player mm. beat the player, beat the player. Mm. and he thinks that for me to now show my worth and my value to the team that's what I've got to do mm. that's not helping Harry yeah. it's more about either Harry getting it and you running off the ball for him to play you through or when you get the ball Playing it for, for Harry mm. for score, whereby when you have so many players dribbling, 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 that doesn't help Harry. That's why I always felt that if you're going to play with Rashford and Sterling and Kane up front, yeah. the best person to be playing as a number ten wouldn't necessarily be Foden or Mount. For me, it would have been it would have been Madison from Leicester. Yeah, but yeah. Madison, the way he plays with Vardy, he's looking for these runs, he's looking yeah, to be yeah, created. Yeah, yeah. Whereas a lot of the England attacking players now are, are dribblers. Mm. You know, so they're looking to dribble, which really doesn't mm-hmm. help Harry. That's why I'm saying the balance for me doesn't necessarily, particularly the new Harry who wants to come and be like a number ten. So um i i'm not sure whether that's going to work until gareth then says this is how we're going to play we're going to stick with Mm. it to help harry because we just keep chopping and changing
0: of this current crop who would you have liked to play with in in a forward line
2: no
1: john's john John, john's left say john's playing left of a free
0: of a front Uh, three yeah
1: who would you who would you like in in and around you to get the best out of you
2: this team. Well, the thing about it is, if you look at the front three apart from Harry, they're all similar in terms of wanting to dribble with the ball. So if you look yeah. at, And Mason Mount alike, because Mason dribbles, but he also looks to play. But if you look yeah. at Rashford, if you look at um, Sterling, and mm. if you look at um, even Foden, there's no point in me being there because I'm going to be like them wanting to dribble all the time and there's only one ball. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's why I love playing with Peter Beresley and Ray Houghton because they would play for me to do what I do. Yeah. We can't just have everybody who who's a dribbler in the team, and I think we've got too many of them. You know, mm. because when Rashford gets the ball, he's going to dribble. When Sterling gets the ball, he's going to dribble. Photo for Man City is different because he plays in a team that passes the ball mm. a lot. But even for England, he's looking to dribble a lot. Then add mm. Grealish to that. And you got them all on the pitch. There's only one ball, and all of them yeah. are the similar types of players. Mm. So um, I would I I think out of all of them, probably... I mean, what is Mason? I mean, Mason is a, an attacking midfield player, but he'll come oh. back and defend. Yeah, I, I like him. If you're going to play three in midfield and you've got two holding midfield players-ish, I would always have Mason Mount.
1: Yeah, Mason's for me... Mason's even... Either- going to play midfield only because I've got to get I'd have to get attacking players in the team so I'll play Mason and, and Declan in there
3: mm.
1: three centre-ars behind them if we're playing the, the, the big guns whether it be Harry mm. Stones Mings or Carl Walker three of them four so you've got, and I'll have two full-backs. So None. I think I'll be solid enough to allow Mason to play in a neck-to-deck yeah. deck Because goal. he
2: will get back defensively as well. Mason, yeah, Mason's, Mason will.
1: Mason's fans, off the ball, you speak to Frank about him, Gareth, and he, well, the standout thing with him, forget all the ability, is he's so intelligent. Right. You can play him, that's why he loved him, you can play him off the left, off the right, midfield. You know, if they're holding the game, he did the right. He always yeah. did the right things, he's just a good, well-scored footballer. Yeah.
0: Would you have liked to play in this England side? Oh,
1: oh, I'd love to have played. Nobody can touch you now, can they? Do you know what I mean? Like I looked, I watched Jack the other day and Jack wasn't at his best when he come on, but he won five free kicks by just getting his body in.
2: Yeah, and somebody just crushed him down. Did <laughs> you see what
0: um, Stephen yeah. O'Donnell said about... Yeah, that really, was brilliant. I basically, love that. Basically, John McGinn was giving him tips on how to get to him and he said, yeah. just don't don't slag him off, don't be nasty to him or he'll, he'll, he'll really relish that Yeah, compliment him. So yeah. you just tell him, oh, I love your hair, and, you've got lovely calves and things like that. I don't yeah, know, he's I'm, got lovely calves, I
2: don't know they're lovely, but they're massive. Yeah. I don't know. Is that size important? Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, they're big. He's <laughs> like, like do, do, you, do you remember Popeye's arms? know oh, He's yeah, got, it's got it's them on his like calves. That, yeah, he keeps his sock down there.
0: Well, what well, was like the weirdest thing that happened to you on a pitch with, with opposition players trying to put you off? Um, do you have any un- unusual ones like that?
1: Uh, oh, that's a good question, Liz. And nothing nothing really... No, Dennis Wise, Dennis Wise, we used to just, like... I can't imagine he was complimenting you. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. He, we had a right good go, me and Dennis. And Dennis was one of my heroes. Like, I had my poster and I'm playing against He was playing for Leicester.
2: And he was going to... I because you're the same size on. Yeah.
1: It? <laughs> 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 he was going... And he just never stopped talking. Went, you're bloody... Errors. And it was, it was a lesson learned. It never happened again. I had a bad game because he went... Oh, you can't. I passed one out of play. And he went, no, you can't pass the ball. You can't. I thought you was a good player. But... And I'm like, shut up. And I'm <laughs> growling at him. And he said. and then I got into bed. Then I tried to dribble him all the time through the middle. Yeah. So then I, he's in my head. I'm trying to do something different. They beat us 2-0. And then after the game, I could have kicked myself. But it never happened again. If anyone tried to give me verbals... But once, yeah, Dennis
2: got in mid, yeah.
0: Did anyone get in your head, John? Oh, no,
2: no, because when I played, obviously I'm playing before him, they're just trying to break your leg. <laughs> no do talking and trying <laughs> to get in your head. They're trying to get in your, in your body. That's None of that do, protection
0: so. from the referee.
2: He need that. You didn't need that talking because, you know, they just, and because the referee just be like, I always felt, and it was so strange because it was a given that mm. the first five minutes, anything yeah. goes, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Because it'd be like... But, Prison rules. So if you try, <laughs> if you try to take somebody's gallbladder out in the first yeah. two minutes, no matter what it was, referee just go, "All right, now don't do that again." I said, "Don't do that again." You should be <laughs> yeah, yeah, off the pitch, but they just allowed it. I know. So it was never there were never any variables But with Dennis, what well, Dennis used to do a lot as well, you see, because after he kicked you, and he does it all the time, he would pick you up to say sorry, but he pinched you yeah, so that you would get sent off. So yeah. Dennis was always doing things like yeah. that.
0: No one had a little nibble, we saw that, didn't we, in the tournament? Yeah, Pogba. yeah. On no, Pogba, yeah no. No.
2: Um, uh Rudy Good again. Yeah, but that was a, I thought that was just a joke, wasn't it? He, yeah. he, because of course he was young, he's messing around, so yeah. I don't know. I,
0: you couldn't call it a bite, could you? It wasn't a it was Suarez, Suarez, Suarez. bike. No, it, no, 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 no.
1: it wasn't Suarez I had a right nibble, didn't he? he's, he's got previous <laughs> as well. <maybe. laughs> definitely. Yeah.
0: How do you think England are gonna do against the Czech Republic then?
2: Well, with England, the problem with England, you just really don't know. They could be brilliant or they could mm-hmm. be average. You know, if you look at Germany and France, it doesn't matter whether they play well. You can, you can see the performance. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. sometimes it's up there. Sometimes it's down there a bit above. But, but with England, you just, I felt that after the Croatia game, you know, that they were going to go on. And of course, then we saw the Scotland game. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're going to they play really well. I don't think they'll ever be terrible.
0: But, but the, I think they the draw from, could be better, couldn't it? It Could work out better in terms of the, yeah, the next but, but round. Yeah, but the thing
2: about it is that with and you know when we talk about things like that, this is us sitting on the outside thinking, looking at it tactically. When you're out on the pitch, you try and do as well as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? Is you can't all let play a goal for in a then? draw. Can you know, you? play for a draw because if you, then he's got, Harry Kane's going to miss a goal It'll be nil-nil. Mm. You know what I mean? And Pickford's going to let one in because we're become to draw one-all. So you don't know. So you go and you play. You always just have to play and let the the, the, the cards lay where they fall, regardless. Because you know, in the next round, listen, it's going to be a hard game, whoever you get.
0: Do you think they'll win it, Joel?
2: Yeah, I do. I
1: think they'll win it, and I think I think um, John's right in the sense that you, the lads, there's no way the lads can go out there and play for a draw. Like the, you're gonna do your, you're gonna do your job, and then whatever, deal with whatever happens afterwards. I think he may as well now. I think go back to he's tried and trusted the back three, which I thought he was going to start with at the tournament, and 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 build for this game in that because I think we're going to beat Czech Republic whether we play four or three. But mm. I think if we went to a four and we had to play Spain if we get Spain or uh, France or Germany then I think we'll be in trouble so I think if he gets a, a game tactically doing that win the game go through and you're going to have to play them at some point, so let's just do it now.
2: I don't know why we keep doing this every tournament that comes up, because even leading into the tournament before the last game, we're we're experimenting with formations and systems and styles. We play three at the back, four at the back. Then in the tournament, we thought about, shall we play three, shall we play four? We should have this already embedded in us. Five five. games before the the tournament starts, and then Mm -hmm. if we play well or... Different players have to come into that system. Yeah. But to even now talk about, are we going to play three because the four hasn't worked? Yeah. And if the four works, we don't play three. You don't you do that in tournaments. So, yeah. it was friendly
0: games in the way we, we wanted to because of the Champions League. Finally, yeah. it's almost... Oh, no, 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 no.
2: No, not, not personnel. Back. I'm talking about the, the, the way we play. Yeah. Because it's not, nothing to do with the personnel at all. Do, do
1: you know, my, my template for Gareth would have been, and it was close, before he changed the four, the Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea. My template would be that. Because I think we got the personnel to do it. Mm. I think it's... It, I watched last... What game did I watch um, where it was... Oh, who was playing with a four against a three? And I just think, in the way that modern players are, I think it suits the... You know, things go in cycles. And I think at the moment it seems to be in vogue to play that back three, and it, back five, and then it's a three effectively when you've got the ball. And I think you've got Rhys James and Chilwell... Yeah. Who know the system Germany did it really well didn't
0: they with Gorsuch. No, but Germany, but Germany that plays, it plays that way Germans Germany plays that way
2: all the time now why Gareth really should have done that in my opinion mm. because he's got adaptable players and he's mm. put them in a team because Kyle Walker can play right side of a three centre back or he can play um, mm. right side of right wing back mm. with yeah. someone inside him Reese James can do that yeah. Ben yeah. White coming he can put him as a holding in player. Yeah. So you've got players who are, who are adaptable mm. but then if you then have a system to say either we play four at the back or three at the back the players can fit into that rather mm. than just keep so even changing the players players is not that important because they can understand the system but stick with the same system and those yeah. players can fit into that yeah. that's why Ben White got on the team because he was a holding with your player in mm. you know, a back four or a back three but he, I think, it's important for him to say, and I think you're right. He should yeah. have just said, "We're going to play three at the back," because you've got so much adaptability yeah. with all of them, and we're going to stick with that, and the players have to fit into that. Yeah.
0: Well, England are eight to thirteen favourites with Coral to beat the Czech Republic, and if you think Patrick Schick is going to continue on his uh, fine run of goal-scoring form, Coral will give you odds of three hundred to one for a Schick hat trick in yeah. that one. So let's hope not. A what hat trick? Patrick Schick. Oh, Schick-Hattrick. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> but I've never been a schick trick. If you score three goals, it's never Schick, I can let's tell you. Be,
0: it's the other. John,
2: if you score a goal, it's a goal, you oh, mate. You don't score Schick goals, do you? No, you don't. <laughs>
0: um, they, they do, though, John, seem really united, don't they? That's the one good thing about this England side. But was it always like that when you were heading into major oh, tournaments? absolutely. When you played?
2: Absolutely. I don't know whether... Obviously, I finished in 95, just before 96. And I don't know whether um, between between maybe 96, 97, 98, and then 2005 or whatever. I'm not sure whether you then had because, of course, we're only going from what we see in the newspapers about yeah. cliques and stuff like that. But I never had yeah. that when I played. Yeah. You know, with Robson and people like that, there were, there were no cliques at all. Do and, you know? And I, I can't imagine. And I think that's a lot of paper talk, actually, when people talk about cliques because of either Beckham and Man United and, mm. you know, Liverpool. I never felt that, certainly yeah. in my time. I don't know, because Joe played in that did, period did when you he had see that it No, no, no. Was it just no,
1: no, no. At, the t- at the time, it's like, it's like anything. You're born into something. I come into the England squad in 99. Um, Yeah, I think it was ninety nine. I come in my first squad, and there was the Manchester United players, you know, your skulls, Beckham, Butts, Neville brothers, a couple of others, the the Liverpool players effectively at the time, which and so it was always separate, and it was just normal because that's what I come into. So I went, all right, I sit with the the rest. I was with the rest because I was at West Ham, and and then and as. Not from the 2000s it was us or Manchester Chelsea or Manchester United vying for trophies and the games Liverpool as well so we ended up having looking back now we wasn't as united as we could have been now because there was there was groups of been look we went out on the pitch we'd done our best but there was something there was something in the air we're now we're looking back off the pitch yeah. where, where we wasn't as together as we could have been and now now Sven was a manager, and Sven had some was fantastic. Was that down players. to him
0: to try and bring well, everyone together, or the, or the players? Do you think? I'm thinking now, looking back
1: as a as a you know an, an ex player now, looking back, possible going into coaching and management, how they didn't address it, or they didn't seem to try and address it, which you know they made us all sit on one table. That's the only thing I can remember thinking them doing, rather than right. For instance, there was never any meet like. Group meetings with midfielders where you mm-hmm. go right, you know, like you tell how how would you work this out? Yeah. You go, well, you know, Stevie's more defensive; he can come and play this role, yeah. or you can put Carrick in there. And so there wasn't tactically we didn't do enough, but whether that was a sign of the times that just wasn't there, but. I don't know. I think
2: I think if you, for my point, Brown Robson was a superstar obviously and this is before Gaza got in, even Gaza got in, it was just about the fact that no one was treated any differently. Yeah. No one expected different treatment. You didn't look at them differently. So yeah. Brown Robson, Man United, and of course, you know, we yeah. had in terms of whether you're going to sit with each other or whatever. But yeah. but when you were together, no. And I've heard stories. I don't know where you can tell me in terms of the perception of different groups. Like mm. if you're with David Beckham, then of course mm. you are above other people. Whereas mm. that never happened at all. Brown Robson was England's captain. Was never more important than Carlton Palmer if he was in the Mm -hmm. squad type of thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think it it was more to do with the individual, Mm -hmm. either egos or the perception of certain individuals as opposed to others, um, as to whether there was favoritism, Mm -hmm. um, where there wasn't any of that at all. And of Mm -hmm. course, once Gareth has now come in and they're all young players Mm -hmm. with no big egos, then that is obviously gone. So I don't know, because when you were there, you had big characters as well. And maybe those characters felt... Mm. More important than the lesser characters, so therefore they either they were treated that way yeah. or they saw themselves different in that way. Yeah. Whereas when I played, even in 1991, as injured, mm. and people were in the squad, Brian Robson or, or any other superstars never could never be more important than anybody else no, in the squad so the big or, bond. Okay. There was no, there was none of that. Yeah. So I suppose maybe from that situation, you do
1: know sorry, Lynch. You know what? Like looking back, like when my era of England was very much led with that, you know David Beckham had emerged at this hybrid. Great player he was, and he was a good guy. Mm. But he was this thing that was bigger than than the rest yeah. of the team, right? And and never bothered me one yeah. bit. And it wasn't his fault. This was just a situation, yeah, this, wasn't this it? Is, he he developed. He, Beckham's the best I've seen in terms of building his brand. Yeah. You know, I didn't. Uh, what, what was a, I didn't know what a brand was. Yeah. No interest in any of the media stuff. I wanted to play football, right? So, but so Beckham had this. So, for instance, like we'd go to Japan, and I'm telling you people would be pushing our, pushing Steven Gerrard and Mike Lone out of the way yeah. like to being get with the to David Beckham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like being with beat, the Beatles. And, and then Sven, looking back now, he enabled that. Yeah. Beckham had, to, you know, it was like he was something separate to what a footballer was within a footballing unit. And, and I'm not blaming Becks for that because, yeah. you know, what, Alex Ferguson, you know, went and we have to, David Beckham was one of, the f- most fantastic players I've played with, so talented. But Alex Ferguson recognised that, and I thought
0: you could see where it yeah, was going. That this is not good for the collective. Yeah, collectors. because yeah. he's a manager
3: yeah.
0: that
1: recognises that you have to manage. You have to you have to be in charge, and you have to manage the group. But mm. with England, like if you notice, for instance, every time we met up, there was a. It was just like it was a bit. Looking back on it now, it was a bit of a show. It was a because he was so famous. Now I'm not. I won't blame him for one second. Do you know what I mean? it has been a fantastic yeah, player. it's not his fault. Looking at the
2: situation. Yeah.
1: Looking but in back, that, it that needed that put to be extra managed. Extra
0: pressure back. on everyone else because of the attention. Well, I'm sure, I mean, sure there's some players like in the anyways, squad. Player, but listen,
1: footballers have got egos. Yeah. Lindsay. I'm sure there's some footballers in the squad. Thought. Why is he getting there? Yeah. Especially why I mean, why look why at Steven gonna...
2: Gerrard, who, in my opinion, was just a great footballer, of course, different character to Bex, but he would see that and he'd be like, "Well, hang on a second, it should be about me as well."
1: Yeah, and but. I was like always that player, like I played 56 times in the country, but we had, I was unfortunate that I played attacking midfield. So you had Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard, David Beckham. So the three best players of the team all wanted to play attacking midfield. Mm. So there's only one other place in the midfield to get him. So I had to be better than everyone else. So just getting into the team and playing was I was happy with
2: do you know what I mean look that's why I have to give Joe credit because I tell you when Joe played from when he was at West Ham when he, when he first went to Chelsea you're talking about being the number 10 the best player, the most skillful player then he was the hardest working midfield player for England and he was the real disciplined one for England which is not what you expect from him in terms of the way he plays, which is credit to him because mm. as he said with David Beckham doing what he wants he wants the ball to do that Frank just being an attacking midfield player mm. now what, what what normally happens is attacking midfield players won't play in the central role because that's very important for you to sit in front of the mm. back row and defend and, and and Joe would do a lot of that work but from the left because Frank would be getting in the box Steve would be going yeah. down the, and then Beth would be coming in and then the, the amount of time Joe's chasing back which is Credit to Joe, but it's like you're there to be doing what they're doing. So you recognise the fact that with this midfield three, and I think a lot of it had to do with that because I think as an individual player, Steven Gerrard's the best. As an attacking midfield player, Frank is But when he played with Chelsea, he didn't have much defending to do. Whereas Stephen mm. could do everything. Yeah, yeah. So Steven's doing that. Frank is getting in the box. Beck is on the right, putting crosses in, always wanted to get the ball and put crosses in. And now the Makaleli in the team is, is Joe.
0: <laughs> you know Defending show, you've back. You've got to pick up all the
2: slack. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Poor <laughs> me. Oh, yeah, done <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all that hard work. Nobody
1: patting. On the pack. No, no. That's but, why Mourinho loved him because Mourinho yeah.
2: doesn't like Joe Cole type of players who just want to dribble around players and so. But that's why Joe adapted his game and had the balance right. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't
1: have, I wouldn't have played for Chelsea if I didn't adapt, and I wouldn't have won those trophies. So you know, you, which is what you wanted, to, wanted to do. But do so uh,
2: you think you changed when Mourinho came into? To, yeah, to sure. I
1: learned, I developed, I learned the other side of the game, and can you're willing to do team. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And West Ham's a funny club as well because West Ham. Kind of, we going, we're digressing now, going a bit off piece, but. West Ham sort of allowed me to yeah. to, to to do. And Rio really was the same
2: when you come out with yeah. the ball and be Becking Brown yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah. so West Ham was a great breeding ground to to learn your trade, to what a great team needs and mm. all the different aspects of it. It was it was a great education. But bring it back to the England situation now, the circus has, seems has stopped the last six or seven years, and the players are all one and they're all together. So I have no doubt that they'll respond positively from this bad bad performance against Scotland then we have a good performance now but
2: whether we're good enough but I'll tell you the interesting thing about that is because when you talk about the bond and the spirit now and the team and whatever if you look back to the individual talent of the team he played in you'd mentioned four players there straight away off the back then who was at the back? John Terry Rio. Ashley Cole. Cole you look at them and then you look at the individual players we have now aren't nowhere near as good but they're, they're more of a group. So if that team, that's why mm-hmm. they call about the golden generation, yeah. could have really developed as a team yeah. rather than yeah, as egos, yeah. so That was a fantastic team.
1: Until someone develops a time machine, it ain't going <laughs> to happen, is it? It's not.
0: <laughs> 15 years ago yesterday as well, since your wonder goal against Sweden, yeah. Joel. Let, let's talk about your amazing goal for, for England your, your best one against Brazil when you just dribble past the, the oh, my whole my best one was against Uruguay
2: or... but you haven't seen that <laughs> <laughs> one
0: what, ki- what was a game
2: goal? at Wembley the free kick we against in... Holland but the Uruguay one was, was my favourite is that we're your favourite I tested it and, and half-balled it in the corner the Brazil yeah. one of course is iconic Maracana Stadium the first time England won there yeah. and the season-torn um, game the Brazilians didn't want to be there we didn't want to be there it's You know, so the Brazilians were like well and someone's going to attack them they weren't even trying were they I think they were just drunk on the beach or something like that it was like one of the it was just, you know, I mean, it was great to score. Don't get me wrong. But but looking at it, and I don't know how Joe feels, because he's actually obviously scored goals by dribbling and stuff like yeah. that. But every goal off scored by dribbling, um, it's hard to actually remember because what you're doing is you're reacting to people in front of you. Yeah. Every free kick i scored, I remember, because you consciously yeah. think, I want to bend the ball over the top. Yeah. When you score a goal by dribbling, you're not thinking about what you want to do because if I, I can't think I'm going to go that way because if you go that way, I've got to do the opposite. So mm. it's instinctively doing the opposite of mm. what the defender does. So I'm not consciously thinking about what I'm doing. So you do it, then after you've scored, you kinda of know it's a good goal, but you don't know what it looks like. So when you watch yeah. it back, it was like but... having an out of body experience, I think well, I can't remember that at all. Yeah. yeah because all yeah, you're yeah. doing is just like reacting to things in front of you. Then all of a sudden you're there. Yeah. So you're not consciously thinking about it. So it, 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 it looks better than it felt. It just felt like a, a lot of noise in my head and people are in front of me and I couldn't see anybody the first thing you do when you get a ball is look to pass, no matter what anyone says. After yeah. beating one person, you look to pass. Yeah. If you can't see anyone to pass to, you have to keep dribbling. So yeah, yeah. That's what happened.
0: And let's talk about the, the quarterfinal in 86 against Argentina at the Azteca. England 2-0 down. When you came on though, John, what, about 15 minutes to go? You, you almost changed the forget game. All of that.
2: Forget all of that. Listen, I'm on the pitch with Diego Maradona. What more can anyone want? Yeah. But what was, was that My favourite like? player ever. I was watching him. I was mesmerised by him. <clears throat> and I hope that people know I'm only joking when I say this in a little way. However, when he got the ball for his second goal, forget the handball. It took so much in me as being a lover of football
3: yeah.
2: when he scored a goal not to go it was just an incredible goal yeah. I forgot that he was Argentine. when you see a goal like that and you see the quality that he actually has yeah.
3: y- you've
2: got to appreciate it of course the hand in goal but when he's dribbling and you go you just could not believe it you know we, we, we at the start of the game everybody's like, like we're warming up in our own half and he's kind of like warming up yeah. all 20 of us and he's over there and as much as you're warming up you're kind of going Maradona over there <laughs> he's walked to the centre of the circle and he just walked looking at us with the ball on his arm he's playing are yeah. warming up roaming up yeah. and he gets the ball and he kicks the ball 40 feet straight up in the air as it comes back down he's juggling he kicks it up again 40 feet in the air Boom you know when you juggle you juggle yeah, and you yeah, juggle the ball even maybe yeah, this high yeah, yeah. if you kick the ball 20 feet in and it comes back down you can't kick it straight back up 20 yeah, and he just did that about five times caught the ball and he looked at us and he just walked off
0: his warm-ups were a work of art as yeah, well weren't yeah, they do, do you think he's the, the greatest of all time?
1: I think listen it's hard to compare him to Messi and Ronaldo. no it's not hard it's impossible because different rules different pitch different ball different...
2: people trying to break your leg and... <laughs> yeah.
3: It, it, it,
1: it, what you always like...
2: say is either that if he played now yeah, yeah, he would have adapted to Milan, and if Messi yeah. and Ronaldo played back then. They would yeah. have adapted as well. Great players at any era is great, yeah. but I just can't imagine any player because, of course, then you had Michel Platini and he had like yeah. you know Gullit and Van Basten and all these great players. But when you have the, the so-called second greatest players and the greatest player is much better than them, mm. that's why I don't think now with Messi and Ronaldo, who have been the top two for the last ten years, mm. I don't think you'd see that again because Mbappe is the greatest. For example, yeah. is he really going to be better than the second greatest type of thing? Yeah. yeah. So those two were so much better than everybody yeah, else, yeah. and Maradona was as well. Do you
0: think the yeah. fact with Mbappe, because he's going to have Haaland pushing him, it could help recreate a similar situation? You almost need that competition to drive you up. I,
1: I, I don't think we're going to see the like that um, that level sustained for that long. I think Mbappe will, will get to a level where he's scoring 50, 60 goals a season. But how do these guys not get injured for yeah. one? How do they continue to do it? Messi's done it with different teammates pressure on the back of being the captain, the talisman of Barcelona. I, I think these players would get close, but the beauty of what the current Ronaldo and Messi is, is the fact that it's
2: happened over such a long, long period of time. of time. This is, this is yeah. unbelievable. Ronaldo why just I don't, why looks I don't like
0: think, he going to keep going and uh, going. Why I
2: don't it? think it's going to happen is because football has changed in that mm. if you look at France, for example, you don't have this individual, not capability, mm. but the individual thing whereby you are the superstar, just do whatever you want. Because you look at Mbappe now playing for France and he's still working hard for the team. He doesn't just stand around and want to score goals. So I don't think you're going to have a situation whereby any one player is going to be Mm. given license to just be the best player. You know what I mean? Because you have to work hard for the team and the team's not playing well, you've got to work hard defensively. Whereas Ronaldo and Messi in the last 10 years have really just been.
1: That's a good point. You know, because as well with Maradona, he was like, um, I'm trying to search for the right words, it was like more than a footballer, wouldn't it? Like you said, it was a show. I remember him in 1990 when he's walking out in Italy to. It was all about him. and, and the cameras about are on him and he, yeah. he, 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 he led yeah. and he was just such a character and his personality whereas...
2: And the players put up with that and the yeah. players allowed him to do that. Yeah. Now the difference now is that we have now got a reemergence, which is very important particularly in club football of the manager being the most important one. Yeah. So therefore for yeah. Liverpool no matter who you are Klopp's the most important one. With Man City yeah. Pep's the most important one. In the past Messi and Ronaldo were the most important ones even yeah. at their clubs yeah. whereas now there's no one on a club when you have a big manager and the big manager mm. now is now coming back into the four whereby mm. he's going to allow a superstar player not from a jealousy point of view but the point of view of understanding that it really is about the team so I don't think you're going to have this individual superstar like Messi and Ronaldo mm.
0: anymore yeah, Mbappe
2: not- would be the closest or Neymar a-
1: but Imagine that, that like, Ma- M- Neymar and Mbappe and that PSG team that must be a, a tough Group to to well, they've seen off group. so
0: many managers you because know it I mean? is that situation yeah, exactly. where they, yeah, they don't have that the where the manager yeah. is the most than the important person. it happens time Tuchel and time again. Yeah. You know,
2: regardless of who goes to Chelsea now, because and, right. and a lot of managers are now not looking at those players. Obviously, you're going to get a mess. Who's going to win the but fine? But if you've got top mm. You wouldn't want players mm-hmm. like that. And Tuchel is exactly the same. And these yeah. are
0: top top managers yeah. who haven't yeah. been able to to get a grip of it. Uh, John, it's time for what really happens, and this is where we look back on a moment of your career that we want to know more about, and of course. It is the England rap. <laughs> Rumour has it you were a bit tipsy when you recorded it.
2: No, I wasn't no. professional. We Don't smash. know where that came from. Yeah. We smash! <laughs> Not a bit tipsy. <laughs> <I've> been tipsy, <laughs> please. <laughs> what am I? I, I was going to say we can edit this bit out. What uh, am I? Twelve-year-old girl. Edit s- that bit out. <laughs> how
0: smashed we're, smashed were you?
2: We all were. Listen, when we made we made, a, we made an album in 1986. An Thanks album? For buying it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone remember 1990, we made an album, eighty six World Cup album. Yeah. Tulips in Amsterdam was on the album.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, the single, uh, was, um, Viva España. Yeah. Because of course, the World Cup was in Mexico. The World Cup was in Mexico. But they speak Spanish in Mexico. We thought that would be the the single. We forgot that. Because back then, it, listen, they speak Spanish, Viva España. So we did um an you album. You should have
1: done Loco and Acapulco. Yeah. And
2: Acapulco. Yeah. But, so the thing about it, it was terrible, right? So, right now finish 1990 comes along bob robson says right we're going to do another record now everyone remember 1986 and how terrible that was so what happened as joe will know you play for your club and say this is the february world cup's coming up mm. february we're going to make this song and we're mm. playing germany on the wednesday in a friendly and bob robson said instead of coming to the hotel and joining up on the sunday you don't have to come till monday but you've got to go and make this record on sunday now, we didn't know it was going to be New Order with a group. We thought it was going to be like 86 or yeah. FA Cup final songs where yeah. the lads put their arm on each yeah, other yeah, and go, here yeah. we go, which is yeah. rubbish. Yeah. So the players then said, well, we aren't going to meet up on Sunday because we didn't like meeting up on Sunday because Sunday is when you should go to the pub. And- yeah. And when we met up on Sunday with England, we always tried to sneak out at 10 o'clock at night anyway, whereas now we've given license not to meet up. Meet up on Monday, but go and do the record on Sunday. The players remembered 1986, the record. We didn't know it was going to be with New Order. So they said we're not going to we're not going to turn up for the song because we can just go to the pub so only six people turn up for the record me gaza Peter Beardsley, Chris Waddle, Des Walker, Steve McMahon. no one else.
0: Definitely. And had you been in the pub before you got to no, the no, studio? No, no, because we were no. the
2: disciplined ones. So <laughs> the, the rest of the players just went off to the wherever they went, and we met up on the Monday. But because Bobby Robson said to us we're the disciplined ones, don't know why I guess I was there, but he turned up anyway.
0: So where did you get drunk in the studio? Oh
2: yeah, there's Keith Allen and New Order there. Of course, there's going to be wine and beer and stuff <laughs> like that. But the point i make is when we then got there and we saw these other people who were in New Order, it then transpired it's a New Order song, so it's going to be a good song. So we did it. Of course, when it got to number one, you saw all the players on the video, didn't you, including Bobby Robson himself. Itself. but no one we are the only six who turn up to do the song because the rest of them went to the pub so the song's now finished there's no rap because new order on a rap group but because everyone had a few drinks keith allen was there he said why don't we just put a rap in it so they just wrote the rap the rap was supposed to be in it so he wrote a rap
0: so you just wrote it there and there Yeah, keith
2: allen did so it's like and, and craig johnson was there is quiet and the rest of them just wrote this little thing because new order on a rap group so why is there a rap in it but because we're having a laugh he said write the rap so because it's a democracy, as we all know, as much as I know I'm the best rapper. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we all have to have a go. So Gazzo was the first to have a little go at the rap. And of course... Please
0: don't tell me please Peter Biersley had a go at the I rap.
2: To, please tell me there's some footage of, these, of the,
0: like... Uh, the, the, the video case. of it, oh, yeah. I'd love
2: so to see the couldn't, could, Gazza Gazza <laughs> couldn't read the words, because Gazzo you know what I mean? So it's like, so no, no, no. So then Pete, <laughs> Peter, Peter Beardsley went next. You know, Peter is my best, friend, best mate, but Peter... You know, Peter you know, anyway, so Peter went next. So, Peter <laughs> <laughs> so Peter's rapping was Geordie-like, as you know. Steve McMahon being a scouser. He wasn't great. Chris Waller being another Geordie. so it's between me and Dez, and Dez is not black musically. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dez. So I did the rap. So then, of course, and they, don't forget, we don't know how the song's gonna do. And really, nineteen. then the World Cup came along. We didn't even know back home what was happening because we're there. And of course, Gazamania, everything's going well. So, of course, we then did a live link up as they do now and again in the World mm. Cup with back home, top of the pops or stuff. Oh, the record's gone to number one. Of course, all of the players were there, weren't they? Oh, yeah, the record were on the video and stuff like that. So, But the interesting thing about it was then we had to then decide, and don't forget, this is in... The February, and Joe will know, you play. You get paid well when you play for your club, when you pay for England, you get an appearance fee. But it's nothing like the salary you get with your club. But you make more money in the World Cup by a pool. You have a player's pool where money comes in from, you know, the suits and then interviews and you all share the money. So the agent came to us and he said, you've got a choice. And don't forget, this is in the February. This is before we even knew the song. He said, you've got a choice of um, going for royalties for the song. This is before the song was made, before we knew it was going to be New Order, before anything, go for Mm -hmm. Unremembered 1986, going for royalties, or... Five thousand pounds being paid into the pool to be shared between the twenty-five oh, of you.
0: John.
2: So the committee <laughs> of the brain boxes, you know those players. We didn't have agents back then. It was just up to us. That's how we all signed these contracts. Because they used to go sign this lad.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. And um, Brian Robson and Peter Shilton and all of the intelligent ones. They said to the agent, does, "Does royalties mean if you if you don't sell one record, you make no money?" and I went, "Yeah." So they said, "We'll take the five grand." Aww. John, that, that would have been
0: like us. your Slade Merry Christmas. Although in yeah, yeah. saying
2: that, what then happened transpired in about two thousand and two. I got a, f- a phone call. From a company called Royalties R Us. They say you're going to get royalties because you featured in the song. Uh, the, so we didn't yeah. sign a royalties agreement. I said, No, 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 we didn't sign a royalties agreement. So, no, 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 because you featured, you're going to get royalties. So we investigated. So I got my first check because they didn't retrospectively go back to 1990. They just did it from when the World Cup from 2002. So I got my first check. I was all excited. It came through the post. I thought, flipping number one for how many months all over Europe? Uh, 750 quid was it. Because they they weren't playing in 2002, were they? (laughs) And then they were going to re-release it in 2014 and It was like, go on, re release it. Come we, we, you on, got to push it. for
1: the world
2: cup. But, you yeah. but the thing, me. but the problem they had been they were going to re release and put tiny temper doing my flipping rap, can you believe uh, that? I tiny, so we, we, no, but, so absurd. we said we can't do that, we can't do that. But Bernie Sumner and Peter Hook, apparently from New Order, don't get on with each other, so we're not going to re release it anymore. Really, did you? You must
1: have, have you done a you song, never have done, done a song, no. FA no. no. Cup Chelsea, no. never, never done a song because every FA Cup final, I loved it, I loved um, world in motion like there's, I can't listen to that song without instantly being transported into my bedroom as a, a 9 year old 10 year old watching that World Cup but so I loved it but
2: so the FA Cup final they no, always it did all stopped, up in the, like, it all stopped it all stopped, yeah. it all stopped I played our first Cup final was it even mentioned let's do a nothing of the cup not final, even yeah?
1: mentioned no nothing I mean I remember going to watch Chelsea and Suggs who I know done the, the, the Chelsea song Blue Day and no, nothing. Long I'm delay. gutted. Do you,
0: can you secretly, sing? You, can you do the I'm rap? I'm a bit of a karaoke
1: you, man, Linz. Did
0: John teach you the rap in Portugal?
1: We did We did the... We, there's actually some footage. Alcohol and, helps, actually. Yeah, that, and I actually sung the rap Wednesday night. Let's it hear come it come in the restaurant. No, Linz, come on. You can't do
2: that. <laughs> <least. How> embarrassing. <laughs>
1: We got the main man. you got to hold
2: <laughs> the give, but do it at the right time. You, you can, can be, slow be slow or fast, but, but you, you must get to the line. They'll up. always hit you and hurt you. Defend, Defend and attack. There's only one way to beat them get round the back. So, so catch me if you can, because I'm the England, England man. And what you're looking at is, is the master, master plan. We, we ain't no hooligans. This ain't a football song. Three lions on my chest. and we no, know we can't we can. go we playin wrong. Playing for England.
3: England!
2: <laughs> Joe I thought you didn't know it <laughs> No I don't I'm your gator Oh I
0: love it I, mean, I wish I was on that Portugal trip though Tell me what it was good I know but there is
1: some footage of me doing it pissed Wednesday night with the lads so um, yeah I no, <laughs> loved the song
2: Guy I'd never done one. It was only That's a good song way. because of New Order, really. It wasn't it was an England a song. Good it was a new order song the
0: Barnsley rap. Well, no, to be, be
2: honest good. with you, no, I felt sorry for them because everyone goes on about, everyone forgets it's a, it's a New Order song. You don't know if it's a proper group because yeah. we did one in 1990, but they got all the money anyway, so I'm not really bothered.
0: John, we're going to get some Euro 2020 predictions uh, from you now. It's still, I still can't get used to the fact we're still calling it 2020, Euro oh, 2020. Oh. Um, what's your prediction for Portugal-France?
2: France victory yeah portugal could still go through i mean because if you saw the game against hungary three nil mm. but it was 84 minutes nil nil mm. you know and that because they have that individual quality they can always do that but then you saw them against germany and germany tore them apart and could have scored even more um because defensively they still haven't got that 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 balance right as much as you got you know fernandez and, and ronaldo mm. obviously and bernardo silva they've got great players but defensively now not got it right um so I th- I think France will win. I don't think they'll score many goals. I don't think France are going to score many goals in a tournament. You know, in, Didier in Deschamps
0: and or Benzema have no, no, no. scored, yeah? No, but hasn't. the thing
2: about it is that when when you play for France and Didier Didier um, Deschamps, your first responsibility is for the team to work after the team. Mm-hmm. And if you score one goal as we did against Germany, we're not going to concede. And remember the last World Cup. So France are a team. Oh, must say they've got so many great attacking players. Mm-hmm. They manage their game well. So yeah. I think they'll beat Portugal, but I don't think they're going to be many goals.
0: Portugal France Wednesday night.
2: I think it will be tight.
1: I think it will be a draw, <clears throat> and I, f- I, f- I can see all three teams going through at that group. That would leave Portugal on four points, yeah. France on five points, and I think the Germans would be hungry and give themselves six. six. So I yeah. think they're all three will go through, which is bad news for England because it would have been nice to get one of them mm. out. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that I, I, I I got a sneaky feeling as well. Fernandez might find himself left out a Portuguese manager. I, I don't think he operates well not being the alpha yeah. dog in a team, yeah. I think he's one of them players that needs that. Until yeah. Ronaldo hangs his boots up, he's yeah. always going to be second
2: fiddle. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It's just
0: annoying that the, the games are on at the same time now, isn't it? That's the thing with Germany on at the same time, and every match matters with Coral. So, what are your predictions for Russia against Denmark tonight at eight o'clock?
2: Well, if it had it been in Russia, I'd go for a, a, a Russia win. But be, being in Denmark and you know the whole Christian Eriksen situation, great performance in the last game, which would give them hope as much as they lost. Knowing a win will actually send them through if Belgium beat Finland as we expect I'll go for a Denmark victory I
0: think every non-Russian wants to see Denmark do it don't they Mm,
2: no I
1: I think it'll go and I think playing at home will be massive I think we've shown it's massive in this tournament so yeah I'd like to see them go through for the sake of the group and the country because that that was harrowing what happened to Christian for outsiders so for to be part of that group Mm. and that to happen so I want to see them progress and and, um, I'm
2: sure I'm sure they will
0: And finally, John, tomorrow night at Wembley, England against the Czech Republic. What's your prediction? An England win.
2: But once again, I think um, Czech, they're a difficult side. They're big, they're physical, they're strong, you know, set pieces, they're good. Um, they've got a good good organization. So I think they're giving England problems. But I think that once again one of our I don't know what the team's gonna be, but I, you, we have so many good individuals that I can't see all of them not performing, regardless of whether it's Greedish mm. or Sterling or so. Mm. So I expect us to not necessarily outplay them, but I think that because of our individual talent we'll we'll come through.
1: Tomorrow night I think England will play sublime. I think it'll be a similar situation to now listen, I'm ever the optimist, but I think it's gonna be Euro ninety six. Holland-like performance from England. I think things are going to click. Harry will get a couple of goals. I'd like to see Harry Maguire come back in the team because I think he's going to be vital. I'd um, love to
0: see Jude Bellingham get a game Jude, and see how he does in the midfield. Yeah,
1: he he may even get a game. I think Gareth will change four or five players around. But I mm. think d- this group will bounce back. These are tough boys.
0: Hope you're right. Mm. like that yeah. prediction. Well, Portugal are 13-5 to five to beat France on Wednesday. If you fancy Denmark to beat Russia... 3-0 Coral will give you odds of 12 to 1 and if you like the sound of a 2-0 England win with Harry Kane as the first goal scorer it is 10 to 1 great there. John, thank you very much for coming on. It's It's been absolutely lovely to see you. Great to have you. Really great. Joe, thanks as always. Great to see you. Uh, Do as well find us on Wednesday on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you find your podcast. We'll have all the reaction and analysis after that England game against the Czech Republic. You've been listening to the All to Play for podcast brought to you by Joe and Coral. You've been listening to All to Play
1: for,
3: brought to you by Joe and Coral.